This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. I am your host, Angela Marcus. Thank you all for joining us. I'm really excited for today's discussion, and I, I want to start off by sharing a quote with you. I'm not really sure where or you know of its origins, but it goes something like this. Time is a precious thing. Once we give it away, we can't get it back. Think about that for a second. Time is a precious thing. Once we give it away, we can't get it back. I believe that time is one of the most valuable things we possess as humans. It's the greatest gift we can give someone. And that's why I've chosen to make today's episode all about the people among us who give their time so freely to animals in need, the volunteers of animal shelters and rescues. If you've ever been to a shelter or attended an adoption event or got dressed up for a fancy fundraising gala, the volunteers are the people who are working quietly behind the scenes making it happen. These are the individuals who make sure every dog has a bowl of water and a soft, comfy bed in their kennel, who keep them entertained with a walk or some playtime, and take that extra time to give them some extra love. They're the people transporting animals to rescues or adoptive homes or to the events where they have a better chance of being adopted. Volunteers are the ones selling tickets and raising money for the shelters and rescues. And obviously, the reason why they deserve to be celebrated, they're doing this solely because they care about animals and their well-being. They're not getting paid, and they're doing some of the hardest, most compassionate work in the field of animal welfare. So in a few minutes, we're going to be speaking with Crystal Supers. She's a lifelong animal advocate and dedicated shelter volunteer for the Animal Care and Control Team of Philadelphia, otherwise known as ACT Philly to us locals. Crystal's going to share her volunteer expertise with us and talk about two wonderful dogs that she's been spending time with at ACT that are looking for their new homes. We'll be right back with Crystal after these messages. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Suds shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. With us now is Crystal Subers, volunteer extraordinaire from ACT Philadelphia and passionate animal advocate. Thank you for joining us, Crystal. No problem. Thank you for having me. First off, let me start by expressing my gratitude. I know it's not easy. Being a volunteer is often a very unrecognized and unappreciated job to have. I've always been amazed by the hard work that volunteers contribute to the field of animal welfare, but to the day in and day out operations of a shelter. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved with volunteering? I got involved with volunteering because I saw, I started out transporting And then people were saying how desperate they were for dog walkers. And honestly, back then, emotionally, I couldn't do it. And then I got this strength that came over me that said, I need to do this. These dogs need me. 
And ever since then, I went through the orientation for the dog walking. And I've been doing the dog walking since April 2018. And I try to get up there as much as I can. I live like 40, 45 minutes away. But I try to dedicate all my free time to these dogs because they deserve it. Pretty remarkable. So I heard you say there was some training involved. What's the process that's involved with becoming a volunteer at Animal Care and Control Team of Philadelphia? It's actually uh, pretty simple. You go through, uh, it's a one-hour orientation, and they tell you all the volunteer opportunities and all that. After that, you choose what opportunity you want to do, which you can do many. And then, for example, the dog walking, you do a dog walking orientation for that, it's called Big Dog Brigade, and that's an hour-long orientation. And then after that, you can start walking dogs. I love to hear that. So they've made the process pretty simple for people to get involved. How often uh, are you able to attend an orientation? Do they hold them every day, or is it a monthly thing? No, um, it's like it might be four times a month. Don't quote me on that. It's on their <laughs> website. Wonderful. So, okay, so just so we call that out, actphilly.org is the website that I've got up in front of me. It looks like there's lots of information about becoming a volunteer there. Yes. Um, and the, the actual orientation part, so you go in, you want to be a dog walker. I heard you mention some other opportunities. What sort of other opportunities do they offer at Act Philadelphia for volunteers? They have, you can do the cat, the nursery, you can do that. They have the dog walkers. They have, you can do foodies which is filling the Kongs and stuff. They do that every Wednesday and Sunday. They also have like events that they need help with. There's just a, a ton of volunteer opportunities. I think this is a really important point to point out to our listeners. I mean, so some people might say, I'm not sure that I'm ready to like go into a shelter and start walking dogs. But mm-hmm. really, that, that shouldn't discourage people then. What you're saying is there's there's tons of other opportunities and you don't necessarily have to even interact with the dogs. You might be a dog lover, yeah. but say you only like small dogs. You want to go to the shelter, you want to help. You don't necessarily have to think, wow, I'm going to have to be walking all of these, you know, pit bull type dogs. That's not going to have to be the case for everybody walking in the door as a volunteer. Correct. And they also have the small dog volunteers. If people aren't a big dog person, you have the opportunity to work with the small dogs. Very cool. So tell me, how would you describe the atmosphere of a shelter like Animal Control? Because I've heard a lot of people say to me, oh man, I'd love to volunteer at an animal shelter, but I just don't know. I'd want to take them all home. I think it's just so sad to see these dogs in cages. How would you react to somebody saying that to you? That is totally understandable because it is, I'm not going to lie, it is very sad, but you have to, you can't look at it like that because these dogs, like for walking these dogs, they depend on you. And you have to go in there, have a mindset like you're really helping these dogs out because some of these dogs, sometimes they don't get out of their kennels for like two, three days. And then these dogs start to deteriorate. And it's really rewarding to do something like this after you overcome that feeling of walking into a shelter. You know, it is sad. Yeah, I mean, I can understand after working in a shelter, it can be a little overwhelming to see a number of dogs in cages. And, and, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you specifically about is the shelter that you're at, this ACT Philadelphia, it is an open admission shelter. And I don't know that everyone understands the difference of what an open admission shelter is versus a closed admission. So I want to just do a little education to our listeners about the difference. So, and correct me if I'm, I'm wrong about any of this, because it's been a while since I've been at ACT. Uh, But an open admission shelter is a shelter where 
they are subsidized. They're paid by taxpayer dollars, either by the city or the state or the county, to have to take in any unwanted or stray animal within that limit. So for the situation in Philadelphia, they're paid by the city of Philadelphia's taxpayer dollars to take in any unwanted or stray animal within the city limits. And, you know, when you start doing the math and you find out how much they're getting paid, it's not nearly enough to take care of the number of animals that are coming in. And I mean, what we refer to as a live release rate is how many animals come into the shelter and leave alive, right? And the live release rate in Philadelphia is pretty high in comparison to other shelters that are dealing with a similar amount of animals or even more animals coming in. So that's the definition of an open admission shelter. A closed admission shelter is a shelter where the person at the front desk or the the staff at the front desk or the team, the evaluation team, gets to make the decision whether or not the animal is going to come into the shelter. Are we going to take this dog today? Do we have space? Yes or no? So they can actually turn people away. And, And animal control doesn't have that luxury. So how do you think that affects the animals that are coming into ACT Philadelphia? And how does it affect the volunteers that are dealing with these animals? It's very stressful, to say the least. And it's very sad because, you know, ACT has been extremely, extremely full lately. Normally it dies down around summertime ending, but there's just, there has been no end in sight lately. And it's very difficult for not only the staff, but the volunteers, because many of the dogs that we love and care about end up getting time stamped or euthanized because they have no space to hold these dogs anymore. And And there's more dogs coming in every day. Yes, there's dogs coming in nonstop by the police, by animal control, by strangers. And you also have the people who are coming in to surrender their dog. It's just a never-ending cycle, and it's very sad. And then when you do, like, ACT will give them the option if they're full to come back with a, they will give them an appointment. But many of these people don't want to wait. And guess what ends up happening to the dog? They dump the dog out in the parking lot of ACT. Mm -hmm. This has been happening multiple times lately. And ACT has to take the dog at that point. Yeah, I am sure that you know that my company is GetYourPet.com, right? And we've focused our entire mission is about keeping dogs and cats out of shelters. And and we are looking for the people who are willing to take the time to post their pet for adoption and give us that opportunity to find that pet a home before they have to end up at a shelter. But we know from our early stage research that once the person is at the shelter they're going to leave the pet there. So it's all about finding ways to talk to people well in advance of them showing up at the shelter. Because, you know, they've taken the day off of work. They have their child who's being cared for by a family member. I mean, whatever the case is, they're there at the shelter. They've made their mind up mentally. That This is it. This is the day. We need to find ways to get to people in advance of that. So I heard you say the word time stamped, and I'm not sure everybody knows what that means. So can you talk, what does that mean in, in the world of Animal of Act Philadelphia? So a timestamp is basically a time that the dog will be euthanized if it doesn't find a safe exit out of the shelter at a certain time. Okay. Does, All right. that, that, make, does that make sense? It does make sense. And and okay. say you're somebody out there listening and you said, you know, oh my gosh, like that's the dog I want to adopt. I really, I want to save a dog that is right at the you know point where they're going to be euthanized. How do you find out who's a timestamp dog? Is there a place you can go? Well, they have the Facebook page. It's uh, Philly Urgent, and you can see the timestamp dogs on that, as well as actphilly.org. 
there's a tab. It's called Love Local Dogs. And you go under that tab and you can see which dogs are time stamped. And on there says if they're rescue only or if they're available for adoption dogs. Wow. Okay. That's great to know. So we do have to take a a short break to hear from our sponsors. So we're going to continue this conversation with Crystal in just a few minutes. But I'm really eager to talk more about this. So we'll talk to you in just another minute. Take Me Home. We'll be right back with more great stories of lonely pets in search of loving homes right after these messages. Stay tuned. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photo prop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations, and treat bowls, cups, and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Get ready to meet your future best friend. Take Me Home is back, and there's a pet waiting just for you. Welcome back, Crystal. So we're going to continue our conversation about volunteering at ACT Philadelphia. Let's ask about some of the other things. What's it like being a volunteer, someone who is coming in there, giving their time freely, there to help? What's it like working alongside people who are there to get paid? Do you feel like the staff is very welcoming to the volunteers? Not exactly, no. And unfortunately, ACT is very understaffed. So a lot of time, us volunteers are doing the kennel attendance jobs because these poor dogs are sitting in their, you know, feces and stuff. And we don't like to see that. So we'll end up picking up the mess and cleaning the kennels out and making sure the dogs are at comfort in this environment as the best as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time I've heard this. It's, It seems to be a real theme in the world of animal welfare and the volunteering community that, you know, it's it, you have you have two different segments of people, the people who are there as and they're working hard and they're doing the best they can, but they're understaffed, they're under-resourced. And then you have volunteers who are giving your time and really what you're there for and what you care most about is the care of the animals, right? So you right. will take it a little step further, right? You're the ones doing laundry till 11 o'clock. And I, I mean, I've been there. I've seen oh, yes. the volunteers working their butts off. It's pretty amazing. And again, I think it's so important to talk about what we can do. Like we know there's these issues. What can we do to make it better? You know, when more volunteers help you at ACT Philadelphia, is it more money coming in from the city? What is it that we can, we can actually take action on? If you had to answer that question, what would you say? I guess. Well, I know they get, I think they get grants, the more volunteers and stuff there are for the more hours. So that always definitely helps things out. 
Yep, exactly. So, and I know right now, especially at ACT Philadelphia, there's a lot of, there's a lot of change happening on the executive level. My understanding is that there is a new executive director coming in. Her name's Susan Russell. She was the previous executive director from Chicago Animal Care and Control. And what I've heard, you know, just anecdotally, anecdotally in the animal welfare community and the volunteers is that people are excited. She was a very big advocate for the volunteers in Chicago. And I think she's going to be a really positive change for the city of Philadelphia. How would you say you feel and your other volunteer, the other people in the volunteer corps feel about Susan coming in? I'm very excited. I'm really hoping she's the miracle that this place needs. A lot of volunteers are very excited as well, as well as the staff too. From that- what I've heard. Yeah, I'm really excited. And uh, I've actually reached out to Susan and we're going to be seeing each other at the beginning of November for a sit down to chat, you know, mostly about what I'm doing with Get Your Pet and how we can be a resource to ACT Philadelphia. But also, I just want to share with her because I've heard from so many people saying we can't wait for Susan to get here. So it's really cool to see that sort of energy um, and excitement about a change that's happening in Philadelphia. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's switch some gears. Let's talk about what we got together to talk about today. Let's talk about these two dogs that you're trying to find homes for. We've got, let's start, let's start by talking about Shay. Who's Shay? What does he look like? How did he end up at animal control? Take it from there. Okay. Shay was uh, originally owner surrender and she's been there for a couple months now. She's white. She has a couple spots. She's an absolute sweetheart. She's laid back. She's around four years old. She actually got adopted recently, a couple weeks ago, and she was returned within two days due to no fault of her own. The person who adopted her was getting evicted, so he brought her back to the shelter, and she's back to square one, and she's just an absolutely an amazing dog. I love her to death. She sounds incredible. and Oh my gosh, yeah. And so I heard you say owner surrender. Any idea why she was originally surrendered? I did not. That paperwork wasn't in her sleeve, so that I do not know. Okay. Okay. Uh, so what do you think her ideal home is? You know, there's going to be people listening to this podcast. We want to, we want to tell people Shay is the dog for you and this is the environment she wants to live in. What is that environment? I would say Shay would do, Shay, um, she's a pretty laid back dog. As I mentioned, she would do best with, honestly, I would probably say she's not dog aggressive or anything. So she could probably do good in a home with other pets. I'm not sure about cats. We don't do the cat evaluations. She's good with kids. I always say it's better to have like a probably six and up year old just because you don't want the kids all over the dog. But yeah, I think she would do good with just about anyone, honestly, and someone who can give her the time and love that she deserves. Okay. What's your favorite thing about her? What is what does she love to do? When you guys get together and volunteer, when you're volunteering, what does she like to do most? She loves to kiss and get, <laughs> give love. <laughs> she doesn't really like play too much outside. We try to get like throw the balls and stuff, but she's not too into that. You know, she might be, but in the shelter environment, there's so much smells and so much going on. Sometimes they can't focus on the toys, but she's always focused on the volunteers, giving them kisses and affection. So if you're looking for an affectionate dog, Shay is the one to pick. And I heard you say she's been at the shelter for a few months now. Yeah. I mean, I hate to ask the question, but given our earlier conversation, has she been time stamped? Is she at risk in the shelter? I mean, all dogs are at risk at the shelter. We know that. But right. is she at m- more at risk being a pit bull type dog? 
At the moment, no, she's not. She's always happy. She doesn't show any signs of deteriorating at, as of now. So, yeah, thankfully, no. Thankfully, she sounds like a pretty resilient girl. Well, okay, great. So Shay sounds like the perfect dog for someone who's fairly laid back, wants to get kisses all the time. And uh, I see you said that she's mostly white. No issues with hearing? Is she hearing everything's fine with that? Yeah, she yeah, she hears good, yeah. Good, okay. The only reason I ask is we know a lot of all white dogs or mostly white dogs can be deaf. So we just always ask yeah. that question. So we think she would do well in a home with other dogs, kids over the age of six. Probably not cats, but it could always be a possibility if she found the right home with the right cats. Um, and a fairly active lifestyle, would you say, or mostly couch potato type person? <laughs> it's hard to say, honestly. But like when she's out, she's real chill and stuff. She's not playful. So I would say she's more of a couch. She would be more of a couch potato. Okay. All right. So and another dog that you wanted to tell us about today was named Dakota. So can you tell me a little bit about Dakota's physical appearance and, and also how he or she ended up at animal control? Okay, so um, Dakota is a female, and she is all gray. She, as well, has been at the shelter for a few months now. So we like to try to promote the long-term residents first. She's a great dog. She's house-trained. She's playful, affectionate. She's got the whole package. I have to look up. I forget her age. I think she's on the younger side, but she she's house-trained, as I said. I believe she was a stray. That came in and was never claimed. Okay. I mean, that definitely changes things. Do you? I know there's a lot of work being done to reunite pets that have been lost and that end up at the shelter. And, you know, it's no different in Philadelphia or anywhere else. And there's great tools out there. How long, remind me again, the stray time hold is 48 hours in the city of Philadelphia. Is that right? Yeah, legally it has to be minimum 48 hours. Okay, so she came into the shelter. She was held for 48 hours to give her previous owners the opportunity to reclaim her. They did not, and now she's been there for a few months looking for her adoptive home. What would you say is her ideal home environment? Her ideal home, I think she's good with other dogs. Um, She's had good dog meets and all, so I think she would do well with other dogs. Again, someone who has time. I'm not sure um, how she is with children because, as you know, we don't evaluate that either unless somebody comes in with their child. Then that happens during that time. But, yeah, she's a great girl. Yeah, I'm just looking at the picture you sent. She's a beautiful dog. Yeah, she's um, three years old, approximately three years old. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I wish she could tell us what her, her whole story is, but I know we're not going to be able to get that from her, unfortunately. So if anyone out there listening is interested in adopting Shay or Dakota, you can find a link to their profiles on this episode's page on Pet Life Radio. And, you know, if you're interested in adopting a pet and maybe these dogs are not for you, I encourage you to visit us at getyourpet.com or to go to your local shelter. There is definitely a wonderful animal out there that needs you. And before we uh, wrap up today's show, I have one more story that I want to share with our listeners. When I first started reaching out to volunteer groups in the area about finding a guest for today's show, one thing really stood out to me. First, volunteers respond immediately to Facebook. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, um, especially pleased that involve getting exposure for pets in need or getting pets into adoptive homes. But more than that, all the volunteers that responded, they responded by recommending a fellow volunteer. Not a single person raised their hand saying, yes, I want to be interviewed. And we really only convinced Crystal to come on the show after a significant amount of public peer pressure. <laughs> and, you know, I believe the reason for this is that volunteers are perfectly content working hard behind 
behind the scenes, they don't ever look to be in the limelight. They simply do it because they want to help animals or people or whatever their chosen cause is. And so I want to end the show with a quote of another unknown origin because I just didn't have the time to research these. Volunteers do not necessarily have the time. They just have the heart. So that's all the time we have for today. A special thanks to Crystal for joining us and to all the amazing volunteers out there that give their time and energy so tirelessly. What you do makes a difference every day. Thank you also to Pet Life Radio and especially our producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible. If you have any questions about our show or have suggestions or feedback, please send me an email at Angela at PetLifeRadio.com. I also encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review Take Me Home on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week, everyone, and I look forward to next week's episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.